Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. I did like little Christmas. I was looking at them. They're so cute. You did that yourself? Yes, I did. You painted them? Or were they like... Yeah, I painted them myself. Mine are grown out, so we're going to do that with them. You're going to do far away. Um, I love them. You're so festive. It literally took me fucking three hours to get this all done, but I was like sitting there and I was like finding such joy and making my little snowflakes and my little striped candy cane. So cute. Such commitment to the game. Trying to be festive, girl. Like I feel like this Christmas, like season, holiday season, it's not holiday seasoning enough for me. It feels very humdrum. You know, Mark and I were talking about that yesterday. So we went to a mall to see some Christmas decorations. (laughs) That's how desperate, that's like we needed holiday cheer. It's like, please, so, please God. Anything. Yeah, we went to the mall. That's so crazy. I've been craving like to see snow. I was like, I wonder if we just like go up for like a day or two in Tahoe or something like that, just to like see snow or something. I feel like that would make it better, wait, but it has felt like nothing like Christmas. Wait, like, hold on. I know we were just talking about how like we're on the same wavelength. I'm not kidding. I will yeah. screenshot it later. I sent an, I sent something to my sister where I was like, what are you doing for your birthday? Like, I need to go somewhere with snow. <laughs> oh my God. Are we just like I'm morphing weird. into one I know, person, it's a little scary. <laughs> it's a little scary. Um, but no, sir, like I, I'm on the same page. And I mean, it's fucking freezing everywhere else in the United States, but it's going to be I 80 know. tomorrow on Christmas in LA. That's 80. So fucking weird. <laughs> I'm not mad. Yeah. I mean, look, not mad either. Apparently there's going to be a storm that comes sometime next week on the 26th or 27th in the Bay Area. And it's going to be, Ooh. apparently it's bringing snow and it's bringing a shit ton of rain. I don't know if it's going to hit LA or not, but um, maybe that will make it feel somewhat seasonal. But the thing is, is like rain is doesn't hit the same. No. It needs to be snow. That's the thing. It has to be snow. It has to be yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have not been feeling holiday-ish either. Hence why... <sighs> Last night we ran to the mall. We went to Italy to pick up some groceries for the Feast of the Seven Fishes tonight. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm never in a mall on Christmas Eve. Like this is just not, I'm usually so ahead of the curve and I was so behind yeah. it. And then I know we were talking about wrapping gifts earlier because that's your your thing and you're very talented at it. I'm not kidding. Mark's brother Amazon something to our house for Mark. Yeah. And I was going to wrap it. And then I just didn't feel like it. So he will be opening up an already opened up Amazon box. And I Love didn't it. even wrap it. I just put it under the tree. The Grinch it's is Grinching this year hard. He's like, bitch. He's like, we know 2022 has just been a little, a wet fart. He's like, we're just going to continue that for this. But yeah, so uh, I'm with you. I'm so with you on that. And everyone else is getting a bomb cyclone. It's weird. The, the, that's that's it. The, that's the, the vibes that's are off. The vibes are off. I literally had to binge watch like I literally binge watch like three Christmas movies back to back to back yesterday. Yes. I was like, I need some semblance of something. Um, and it still didn't quite hit the spot. Mm. Weirdly enough, I also feel like 
I had to watch an old one. I had to watch Jim Carrey's The Grinch. And I oh, felt the best. like, be, because I watched Spirited and I was like, this is good. But I feel like Christmas movies aren't the same as they were like in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like big production companies would put a shit ton of money towards like these really amazing films. They put time, effort, the scripts were good. Um, and I feel like we don't get that anymore. We're getting like the cheapo, like Lindsay Lohan Christmas movies, which could be somewhat hallmarky or like the princess switch or whatever it is. <laughs> oh my God. I watched the princess switch again yesterday and Mark was like, oh, why are you watching that? Have you already seen it? I was like, cause it's a trilogy. And I know that like once I'm done with the first one, I do have two more if I so, uh, <laughs> if I so choose, but I didn't end up watching two or three. But so yes, I agree, but I actually like the princess switch. I feel like there's like Hallmark where I love a Hallmark movie sometimes, mm. but I feel like lately I can't watch them without getting nauseous because the cameras are just, they're like vibrating. Awful. They're so bad. Um, yeah. And you have to turn tilt your head a little bit because nothing's straight. So I haven't been able to watch Hallmark movie, but I think, to, I think the problem is that every single movie now has the same exact plot. Yeah. So plot, we're just exactly. watching the same one over. I know, I know that people, like there are a lot of memes and shit like that, but like I actually think that's true. And the reason mm-hmm. why Spirited, I think, took off this year is because it was a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I really like... I've always loved A Christmas Carol. It's actually one of my favorite mm-hmm. stories. Like every new version that comes out, I'm always fucking watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did enjoy this, the like behind the scenes... Um, love the musical twist of it. It was good. I, yeah. I, I was like, I can fuck with this, but I feel like this is like the first Christmassy type movie that's come yeah. out in a really long time of like such a production value that was decent. You that know? tried. Exactly. That was, yeah, that's that was so like, weird. okay, we're not just going to do like small town, someone goes to the big, or exactly. big, t- big city, someone goes to a small town, falls in love. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it, it's the first one that was like, let's try to be a little bit creative or let's try to put yeah. a little bit of effort here. I feel like holiday film launches have gone down the toilet Mm -hmm. for like Christmas, for like even Valentine's Day. Remember, like we used to have like a good rom-com or two that would come out around Valentine's Day. And I feel like that isn't the case anymore. Like, you see what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just changing. We had it so good when we were younger. Well, I think the influx of content coming at us at all times. Yes. Like just to have the sheer volume that we have, which don't stop whoever media executives, please don't stop. But... I think it is going to stop though, just because of like what's happening. Yeah, maybe. But on that note, you got to go to mom's. You got to, I got to start prepping dinner. So let's, um, let's jump into it. Let's jump right into it. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So for those new and old, this is our basic bitch quickie segment where we go over top headlines for all TikToks, everything under the sun that kind of hit home this week. Um, and then give our quick top of mind thoughts. Uh, so the first one is actually pretty big. Um, I know that this has been discussed previously with you and Adam, the Tory Lanez, Megan the Stallion debacle. Yes. Lo and behold, just yesterday, Friday, uh, Tory Lanez is found guilty of shooting Megan the Stallion and he's facing likely deport deportation. So for context for folks, there was an incident where Tory Lanez had shot Megan foot. And um, it pretty much spun this whole thing of, you know, either being for or against Megan. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people were looking for faults in her argument. I think she's gotten a lot of hate in the media saying that, like, she was lying or that, you know, the details didn't make sense. Uh, a lot of people in the industry, the music industry, have done, like, 
have said some pretty awful things. I know Drake mm-hmm. and 21 Savage, even in one of their songs, commented and said that she lied about being shot. Um, so it's been pretty heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have been upset that she is pointing fingers instead of just like taking it and you know, not saying anything to the cops. Um, apparently Tory Lanez, and I found this out in the article, I didn't know this, he had apparently offered her $1 million in hush money um, for her not to say anything. Um, and apparently the biggest thing in the case was when she went up and her friend Kelly something went up and talked about the incident and that was sort of the nail in the coffin uh, for why Tory ended up getting the verdict of guilty. Yeah. In addition, his family lost their shit in the court. They had to be escorted out by security. Mm-hmm. Um, and his father just went on this like whole sermon about God um, yeah. and all this thing instead of, you know, maybe condemning or like telling his son that it's not appropriate to instigate violence against women. But we'll leave that for our commentary on the topic. Um, so let's get started. And five minutes on the clock. I don't think we need five for this, but we'll yeah, give it five. So. Yeah. So the thing that uh, just, so there's a little bit, I think, more context than that. I think Kelsey and Megan were the ones that were arguing. There we go. That was Sorry. Yeah. They were arguing, right? And then there was a witness that was not at the party. It was, by the way, this was all outside of Kylie Jenner's house or a party she was throwing. And Mm -hmm. I think that there was another witness who said like, they didn't see who shot the gun, but they saw them arguing. And then there was something about how um, I think Kelsey was maybe mad at Megan because she was like messing around with, we'll say, or hooking up with Tori and some other people in the industry as well. Well, and then, I think it was Megan that was upset with Kelsey about it because Kelsey apparently was going oh, after dudes that Megan had been with. That's oh, what I okay, misunderstood. Of it. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what they, yeah, they were arguing about that. And then... um yeah, I, I still don't understand like why he would have shot Megan. I do think it's interesting that Tori and his driver, neither one of them got up on the stand. So neither one of them like, you know, said their piece um, yeah. in court. I think the fact that there was like hush money offered, that to me is like an open and shut case. But mm-hmm. it is hard. Like right, the justice system, I know it, it is what it is and like it's got its flaws, but my understanding is that there was very, very little physical evidence. Like Tori and Kelsey both had gunpowder on their hands, but like the gun didn't really provide any more evidence. So I guess if you're, if you are a member of the jury and you have two people that were very close to the incident saying that it was him and then he doesn't even get up on the stand, nor does his driver. I think that's a bit strange. Yeah, that that to me is like, okay, it seems pretty. There's also like another, I have this theory because I was reading the article and I was like, oh, how fortuitous that the jury came back so quickly on a Friday before the holidays hit. I was like, I bet all of them in the room were like, fuck this, the holidays are here. We don't want to like have to come back to this. Like, let's good just point. guilty and like, let's move on. That's a good <laughs> no, point. No discussion. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but also what is there really to discuss? I guess the only the only thing is like, Okay, there's no physical evidence, but but there's other evidence that does. Well, there is the argument, though, that like you have to be able to say beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes, right? that is like, true. That's a definitive Fair. thing within our legal system. And can we say without reasonable doubt that he was the one who held the gun and he was the one who shot her, right? I guess you're right. So uh, that's where things kind of get iffy and why some people are saying like, what the fuck? Um, 
and especially his parents, that was sort of like the biggest thing that they were spouting in front of the courthouse. Um, however, my biggest thing about this whole situation is just how awful Megan has been treated, I think, by mm-hmm. people in the industry um, and sort of the flack that she got for coming out and speaking against Tory Lanes and speaking her truth. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really alarming. Like if someone shot me and I came forward <laughs> and was like, I've literally been traumatized. Someone fucking shot me. And then to find that people, colleagues within my industry are like, but did he really though? But like, it never happened. But like, like, that in and of itself is like sort of a re-traumatizing of like, you don't have a space, you can't be honest, you can't say this, you can't say, like, it's just... I think that was crazy to me. But do you think it's like a snitches get stitches situation? Or I can't mm-hmm. believe I just said that. Or 100%. do you think it's like a hundred percent? There's some drama. Okay, so you think it's that? If I mean, if that's the case, yes, that's super yeah, super I fucked. Mean, or do people have a reason to actually think it didn't happen, or she's lying? That's what I don't understand. Like, why do people? Why are people feeling I so strongly that she's lying? Does she have a history of lying? There was. So I think part of it is that there was a point in time where she came out in an interview and like the details were different from another situation of the details that she offered. Um, And so I don't know what may have led to that, you know, especially when you're coming forward with a crime, there may be some details that you're wanting to conceal or, you know, there is this psychological effect that happens where when something traumatizing happens or we view an incident um, people usually have to get the details right then and there because yes. what ends up happening is like the story will change and morph mm-hmm. as more time moves forward. Um, that's why you have so many varying eyewitnesses, um, yeah. especially after a crime has been committed. Um, and so I wonder if maybe that was an aspect of it. Um, I just, I just like don't think it's fair the way that she'd been treated throughout all of this. That's that's just my two cents. Yeah, and it's not even just the media, right? It's yeah. in the media, yeah. but it's not the media. Wow, you exactly. five minutes. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hope that she finds peace she, this holiday season and hopefully yeah. people will change their tune. I know they haven't yet. Um, yeah. And, you know, Tori, he's going to be sentenced next month, I think. But Yeah, and deported. Oh, Abort- shit, that's right. He's Canadian. Lawyers. Yeah. Ugh. Um, okay. All right. Next headline. We all know that I love the real, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I watch that one religiously, as I do Beverly Hills and Potomac. Um, so this one is for my Salt Lake City fans. Jen Shaw fraud case. U.S. government requests a sentence. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star to ten years in prison. Now, for context, Jen Shaw has been found of committing wire fraud, but also like defrauding a whole bunch of elderly people through a telemarketing scheme. She basically came out and admitted guilt. I'm assuming because they were probably going to grant her a lesser sentence if she did. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that she very much did it. Like, I, oh, for sure, no how, like a hundred percent, like. I'm willing to give a little bit of grace to Erica Girardi or Erica Jane, if you will, because, you know, the weird power dynamics, but like, I definitively definitely think that like Jen Shaw is guilty for this telemarketing scheme. Um, She, however, had requested or her lawyers had requested sort of a commuted sentence of three years. She's basically asking for 36 months because she's, you know, 
her family and she, you know, didn't mean to, and she's not the primary person who was responsible for it, but she takes responsibility, blah, 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 blah. And the U S government came out and was just like, nah, fuck that. Like you've been flaunting your wealth and using the show as a prime example of this. Um, and basically yeah. are requesting that the government give her a 10 year sentence instead. So let's get started. I don't think we need a full five, minute, five no, minutes. No, I'll this give one, three. Yeah. Okay. Go. Um, I, I'm kind of like neutral, net neutral about Jen Shaw, if I'm being honest, like love her character on the show. I think, I also think she's just an absolute fucking nutcase who definitely needs to go to therapy and has massive anger issues, but just isn't <laughs> dealing with them. Um, however, I think what she did was awful. Um, oh, she's also not showing up for the reunion. I don't know if I told you this. So she isn't showing up to the reunion because basically Bravo told her, don't bother coming if you're not going to talk about your legal stuff. Um, And she was like, I kind of can't talk about my legal stuff. And so uh, Bravo was just like, don't come. (laughs) So she's not going because of of it. But I also Mm -hmm. think partially she just doesn't want to face people in the admitting of the guilt. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, and comparing that to Erica, who mm-hmm. I feel like her lawyers probably you know advised her like go tell your side of the story because she mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily as obvious of a defendant in the in the case right against Tom. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I am not really into Salt Lake City, but I think Jen like just looking at her, you can tell she's kind of cuckoo, right? She looks like somebody who's a little cuckoo, and yeah. um. Yeah, I. she admitted that she, how they did it, she admitted that she knew that the purchasers of whatever it was were mm-hmm. over 55. Yeah. And yeah, bitch, it's awful. see ya. See ya in yeah. 10 years. Like, y- you deserve that. <laughs> I, don't I will say, though, that so the government in their request said that because she's been, like, flaunting her wealth and utilizing the money to, like, fund her lavish lifestyle, what's interesting is, is when the government went and searched her home and seized all of the luxury shit, oh, they were all it's counterfeit. All fake. It's all fake. Mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of, like, is a failed argument in and of itself, too, because, like, it wasn't real either. So it's, like... Um, but flaunting doesn't mean it yeah. has to be real, right? That's true. But I mean, th- the argument though is like flaunting her wealth that she that she stole that she stole. So it's like she stole the money, but that money wasn't really utilized for these bags. She basically makes the argument that the bags were basically she was advised by Bravo to like ham up the wealth before oh filming God. Salt Lake City. I mean, it's all production manipulative. We, we all know it's just, you know, yes. they have to create a, a, a vibe, a story. if you will. A story. And so um, she's making the argument that Salt Lake City or that the, the Real Housewives franchise and Bravo told her to, you know, ham it up so that she, there's a certain vision, if you will, of the, of the folks that were part of the show. So I, three years or 10 years, you know, she's, I, I mean, I feel bad for her kids that they had to like go through all of that. But at the end of the day, like you committed the crime, you gotta yeah. pay the time. I'm I'm with you. I don't. I again, I don't have any fan opinions on it. I don't care if it's three years. I don't care if it's ten years. I just you did it. I also you think if you're not so. coming to the reunion and you you quote unquote can't talk about it, I mean, she, again, yeah. she has admitted fault, right? So yeah. So anyway, well, what's next um, on the agenda? The next one. 
Uh, so Kevin Federline and Jamie Spears are working on a book about fatherhood, which I mean, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> so this is coming off of the heels of Jamie Spears coming out in an interview talking about how he essentially saved Britney's life through the conservatorship and that everyone kind of misunderstands sort of his role in all of this and that he doesn't know, essentially insinuating that like Britney would be like dead if it weren't for him, right? By yes. saying, he's like, you know, I've done all these things. I don't know where she would have been if I hadn't taken control and I love my daughter and blah, blah, blah. In this interview, <laughs> he also mentioned that him and Kevin Federline have been making making amends. And the reason why they have had to make amends is because a couple of years ago, three years ago, a couple of years ago, um, apparently a restraining order had been placed against Jamie Spears because he got had a violent altercation with, I think it was Preston, um, one of Kevin and Brittany's kids. Um, and so they basically had a falling falling apart. Um, and now they're coming back together. I'm assuming they are joining forces after seeing whatever's happening with Brittany. Um, Capitalizing and so on as that a, shit. Exactly. And so as a result, they're now working on a book about fatherhood. So let's get into it because (laughs) I have no words. Uh, Four minutes, I'll give us. Okay. (laughs) Here's the thing. Whoever you are that is going to purchase a book by either of these men or both of these men about fatherhood, you really need to rethink your situation of fatherhood. I'm like, please, please don't. This is not... A substitute for the, what to expect when you're expecting. This, these like, are not no. models to emulate, y'all. No. These are not I'm, people you want to emulate. <laughs> no. I am... Yeah, like, that's all I'm going to say about that. The... Like, what? <laughs> Who, right. What fucking publishing house was like, this is a good idea? Or has it... Do I, we know if there if it's already been, like, picked up? Uh, I didn't see anything in the article about whether or not it had been picked up. Um, okay. I will say, though, that, you know, to your point earlier, I mean, it was kind of like a throwaway comment that you said, but I'm pretty sure they're capitalizing off of oh. whatever shit is happening with Brittany. That's, yeah. That's plainly what it is. And, so, and I think it's because when Brittany said that whole thing of, like, she's cutting off her kids, so Kevin's like, well, the kids are getting older. Like, I got to figure out my own income stream. That's probably what it is. So scary. So I'm not sure what I'm more horrified by. Again, the fact that somebody was like, yes, great idea. Fatherhood, excellent topic. You two are pros. Come on. You've been through so much, right? Somebody obviously blew smoke up their ass and was like, mm-hmm, that's it. That is going to be the moneymaker. Or just the fact that they're that they are doing this. I mean, look, uh, you got to eat, right? I get that. But the fact that like we as a people are still giving... Jamie Spears. And I mean, I mean, Kevin, we all hated Kevin when they were married, right? Like, yeah. how is he still relevant? How is he still around? I don't understand how I don't we care. care. Like, that is like scary to me that we as a society are giving him a platform for this. The time of day that we're yeah. giving him the time of day. Yeah. I, I girl, I, I would really love a response from Brittany on this is what I would love well, because... I don't know what made this man believe. Like, it's almost like he's jumping through so many hoops so that he doesn't have to psychologically face the fact that he's traumatized his daughter beyond belief and harmed her beyond belief. That he's like going so hard in the opposite direction of, I'm a great father and I'm going to write a book about it. Like, you don't need to prove shit to us because collectively we (laughs) don't think you're a good father. Yeah. So that's fine. You do you, boo-boo. I, wow. 
Wow. The audacity. That's that's it. The sheer audacity. I'm going to end I, on that. If I were him, yeah, I would just kind of take my money, live my life quietly in Kentwood, Louisiana, call it a day, stay out of the media, and just be Does done. Does he have like, money now that he can't squeeze Britney's I'm big, assuming, like, piggy bank? I'm assuming that he... Stashed some away or has like some kind. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm assuming. I mean, maybe. But regardless, like, yeah, if I were him, he's fucking 70 years old. Like, who the fuck? Why do you got to redeem yourself? For who? Who gives a shit? You're about to fucking die. (laughs) That was mean. 70 is not even old, but it's not, you know what I mean? (laughs) Point point is like, like, what are you that worried about redemption? This guy probably gets death threats on a day-to-day basis because nobody likes him. Like, like, why do you care? You know what I mean? Like you've been living your life for however long like this. Also, if you need money, like I would assume that you would maybe shop around your version of like a biography or like a docuseries, for example, instead of (laughs) doing a book about fatherhood. Like (laughs) one seems the most likely to do well versus the other, sir. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, well, he's not the smartest, right? Uh, he's definitely sense. not the smartest or the sharpest knife or whatever you say. So, yeah. I, well, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see. I want to see if yeah. this is picked out. Because <laughs> if it is, we got problems, but okay. Dear Lord. Okay. Moving on, moving on. So the next one is an update from what I mentioned last week when we did the part two review for the Harry Mega thing. Um, Dwayne Johnson is DC's latest casualty as James Gunn informs The Rock Black Adam 2 is canceled. So okay, let me give a clear picture of the drama that, that happened. So I don't know if you've seen Black Adam. Basically, Mm-mm. it is The Rock's pride and joy of him kind of entering the DC world. There were talks that he would kind of become like a Kevin Feige, which is like, you know, Marvel's oh. <laughs> version of like a producer who kind of creates, kind of builds out the universe in a way. Mm-hmm. And this was like his entrance into that with Black Adam. And um, he apparently went against Warner Bros. and Head Studio by bringing in at the end of this movie, Henry Cavill's Superman. And if you don't know, Henry Cavill, beautiful, gorgeous British man um, who played Superman. Your type um, 2T. Oh, 100% my fucking time to a T. Absolutely gorgeous. He's kind of nerdy, but it's fine. Um, He was Superman. They thought that that was it. Like he was never going to reprise his role. And a lot of like fans were disappointed because he did so well as Superman. Now the rock brought him on at the end of Black Adam, which really um, brought in a lot of excitement about the future of DC, right? Because DC, let's be real, hasn't been doing well as Marvel Mm -hmm. now. We find out that Warner Brothers has actually hired James Gunn over the past like month or so to figure out what they're going to do with the DC world. Because as you know, you and I know, DC movies have been filled with scandal from like Aquaman 2 with Amber Heard to like The Flash with Ezra Miller, who's like oh, a fucking hot mess, as we all know. Um, and people are just like, it's not cohesive, it's not consistent. And it, the brand hasn't been doing well as like, let's say, Marvel has. Yeah. Now, this pissed off i think the rock especially now that james gunn has come out and said that henry well henry cavill came out publicly and said he you know had a conversation with james gunn and he's not moving forward with superman Mm -hmm. and what's interesting here is that henry cavill actually quit the witcher which is a very successful netflix show so that he could show up in as superman in the dc world um Henry Cavill ended up firing his manager who lo and behold is danny who is the rock's ex-wife 
dun, dun, dun. We also found out that The Rock was like pissed off about all of this. Um, And he like came out swinging, basically disagreeing with Warner Bros and all of this. And part of the drama too is that Black Adam was supposed to be like his big blockbuster, but it ended up not doing so well in the box office as people had expected it to. And apparently he released some numbers that hadn't been confirmed yet with Warner Bros um, and released these numbers that people are saying were actually fake and weren't actually reflective of how well the movie did internationally or like in the box office, worldwide box office. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are saying that the rock is basically being like a sore loser um, and isn't taking this well. His ego is completely bruised because DC ended up going with James Gunn instead. And then lo and behold, the rock came out this week, essentially admitting that he had a conversation with James Gunn this week and that they aren't moving forward with black Adam too. Um, and that's, that's that. Okay. So getting I'm into gonna, it. I'm going to give us four minutes again. Yeah. Okay, on the clock. It's a lot. It's a lot. Sorry, I know I spewed a lot at you, but it's because it's just like so much drama. Yeah, no, there's a lot of drama. Um, I feel like the like the Rock though will come. He'll come out of this unscathed because he's just so loved. Surprisingly, though, a lot of people on as you know, I'm on fucking TikTok um, all day, (laughs) all day, every day. Uh, a lot of people surprising because I like The Rock. I think he's a good person. I think, um, you know, he's he he gets the fans. He's likable. He's relatable. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are coming out being like, because this is so uncharacteristic of him to like have like an egotistical temper tantrum. Oh, exactly. Jinx. Yeah. And I told you we're on the same brainwave this, <laughs> this like past couple months. Um, and so he, you know, I think that's why he came out and did like another post after the James Gunn meeting, kind of mm-hmm. like confirming you know, or confirming, smoothing but also it over. To, exactly. Smoothing it over. But a lot of people are like, you fucked over Henry Cavill. Like what other opportunities did he decline or like not sign because he thought that you were setting him up for you know, coming back as Superman in DC. So like, yeah, I don't think that's you affected fault. someone's, well, you affected someone's check, right? And his oh. ex-wife, as you know, like works with him in the seven bucks production company that he has. And so the fact that she also got fired as an agent, I think it kind of speaks volumes as to what drama has brewed behind scenes. Um, and so will he come out of it? I, I agree with you. He will. People still love him. Of course, this is like unfortunate, I think, series of events. But um, yeah, I think it was so interesting to see him lose his cool though. And it reminded me a little bit, Twinge, of like how Will Smith has been loved for so long. Mm -hmm. And then he had one bad night and now he's like fighting for his life to come back in the public eye. I don't think that that's similar. I think it's similar-ish, like tiny bit. Conceptually. um, Conceptually, but like he he's kind of having to you know, do that relatable PR thing. Like recently he was like posting videos of him with his kids for Christmas and, you know, doing that type of stuff more so. And I think it's because he's, he knows that people were upset with this little tantrum. Yeah. Which I get, but also, you know, there is a, I don't necessarily think that you can be that successful or I don't think you're the rock if you don't have a bit of an ego. Right. And I think, I think maybe that's the thing that people are most frustrated by because you wanted to believe that he didn't have an ego. But like when you're used to everything going your way, the minute it doesn't, of course you're going to have a moment where you're like, what the fuck? How many times have you had that, that at work? Right. I know it happens to me a lot where, you know, someone says something or they don't like your idea or whatever it is. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. yes, obviously it's not on the scale that his is. And obviously, you know, we don't necessarily, we're not impacting other people's checks and stuff like that. But also Henry Cavill, like, you made a decision. 
He did. And I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit unfair to point the finger at, at the rock and say that he was responsible. Like, and, and if that was the case, like if he promised him or guaranteed his salary or something like that, like, I don't know. Shit happens, man. Shows get canceled. We love, I'm trying to think of a show that we all loved that they canceled. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, but it happens. And, you know, I mm-hmm. now know some people in the industry living in LA and I will, it's, it's, it's fucking brutal. And you kind of yeah. sign up for that when you decide that this is the world that you want to be in. And so yeah. I think The Rock will be fine because he has enough fans. It's also so, you know, he's like the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Which is so weird because it's literally him playing himself over and over and over it's again. It's so weird. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that. Like, It's because he's very likable. And people were also saying that like they didn't put as much marketing dollars into Black Adam. And that's because The thought. Rock is just like a really great marketing machine himself. Because of the audience, because of like the community he's so fostered. He's really good with people. I know. Mm-hmm. But guys, wasn't he like a WWF wrestler like five oh, years? Hundred percent. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. But anyway, um, okay, fine. So I get that. But also, like, I I think that there is a level of risk that you take when you go mm. into that industry. And like, is that on 100%. him? I don't know. Henry Cavill sucks for you, but also like, he's also a big enough name that I think he'll be fine. And yeah. I mean, the whole the whole ex wife thing that's weird. Yeah. But I was reading articles about that. I was like, ooh. Interesting. Okay, we have one more. One more. And this will be quick because we're doing a whole fucking Mm -hmm. episode later this week on it. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis says Nepo baby conversation is designed to try to diminish and denigrate and hurt. So just to give a little context, um, New York Magazine came out with an article, which we will discuss later this week, um, where essentially they're bringing up the concept of nepotism in Hollywood. This has sparked so much conversation over the past couple of weeks around nepotism in Hollywood, nepotism in general, um, and sort of discussing and bringing to light a lot of nepo babies in the industry, which I don't think people realized were nepo babies. Um, and so she is basically fighting back and saying that, you know, she's the OG Nepo baby, given Mm -hmm. her dad, Tony Lee Curtis, and her mother being the, um, I forgot her mother's name, um, who played the actress in The Birds, um, very old movie, Alfred Hitchcock, if you will. Um, And she basically said, and I'll give a direct quote, she said, there's not a day in my professional life that goes by without my being reminded that I'm the daughter of movie stars. The current conversation about Nepo babies just designed to try to diminish and denigrate and hurt. hurt." Um, The actress continued, for the record, I've navigated 44 years with the advantages my associated mm-hmm. and reflected frame brought me. I don't pretend there aren't any that try to tell me that I have no value on my own. Okay. Four? Yeah. Okay. Start. I don't think that she can say shit because I, as much as I loved her dad in movies, because I, I love old classic films, right? But I feel like you are a lot more popular than your parents. Mm-hmm. And though I'm not trying to take from your experience of like, I'm sure people in the industry have told you that you've only made it because you are, you know, X, Y, Z's child. Um, I, I, I really don't think that this is a relevant conversation with you because you have, you have surpassed the popularity of your parents, if that makes sense. So, okay. 
Again, same, same wavelength. What I was going to say is I didn't even, I don't know who her parents are because you know me, I'm not, I'm, I, I watch trash. Um, I did not know that she was a child. I, I feel like I had heard it, but it wasn't like, I don't think of her as like, oh, her parents were blah, blah, blah. So to yeah. exactly to your point, like I don't necessarily think that she is who she is because of her parents. However, yeah. if she got in the door because of them, I think that is that. I mean, that's literally the definition of nepotism. I also think that, and I haven't read the article yet, so I will before we chat about it later this week. But I don't. I don't think that people automatically think, "Oh, you're not talented. You're only where you are because of your parents or your aunt or your uncle or something like that." But I think that the idea of nepotism—it's just like, "Oh no, no, you got that meeting because they knew your." 100%. 100%. Like Julia yeah. Roberts, um, her niece, Emma Roberts. Yep. I feel like she's kind of made a name for herself, mm-hmm. but, you know, or Dakota Fanning's little sister, Elle Fanning, or mm-hmm. there, there are just so many people where, yeah, you got in the fucking room because of, because you had a yeah. connection. And yeah. at the end of the day, again, going back to what I just said, I know a lot of people who are in the industry like 90 fucking percent of Hollywood is who you know and the relationships that you have and if you can 100%. get in the room. Yeah. So I think that she just needs to like, gr- you know, grow up a little bit. Like stop yeah. being a little baby about this. Nobody's saying you're not talented, Jamie. Like nobody's saying that. People are still watching the, Holly- the Hollywood uh, Halloween movies because you're in them. Yeah. So 100%. stop it. She needs to go to therapy is what I think. I was about to say the same thing. I was about to say, I was like, I think she got traumatized early on in her career where people said it about her because that's when her parents were popular. Um, Being like, you got where you got to because of your parents. You got this role or this opportunity because of your parents. And she's held on to it and has such a chip on her shoulder about it. In actuality, like, no offense, Jamie, but the people who loved your parents are probably either seniors or have passed away exactly (laughs) Exactly. and like the newer generation had no idea that you were a nepo baby to begin with Mm -hmm. um the only reason i knew she was a nepo baby because of my parents telling me she was a nepo baby but that's it you know and i don't even give a shit um i think that she's made her her she's had her own accolades she's done well i think she's talented and i think we've like moved beyond that i think this nepo baby conversation comes in because of the opportunity aspect but also because you know I think personally that if someone comes gets in through the door, awesome. That's a privilege that you have for sure. But then at that point, you have to prove yourself. And I think that she's well above and yes. beyond, like, you know, yeah. showcase and I also, that she's talented. So. Yeah. And I think, again, the idea of nepotism, which we know, like, literally, this is not just about, you know, yeah. in the Hollywood realm. It's this everywhere. happens everywhere, right? And, like, yeah. there is also, though, you know, just to kind of talk about the chip on the shoulder piece, like, I know somebody whose father was super, super successful, like, CEO or something like that. And let yeah. me tell you, like, I've seen firsthand what that shit will do to somebody because they're, like, I think you have the, the people who are, like, oh, like, daddy's going to hand me a job. I'll be fine, blah, 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 whatever. But I also think that there is that that chip on your shoulder of, like, oh, shit, am I ever going to be good enough mm-hmm. for you know, that role or I have to be better or I have to be the CEO of my own company or whatever it is. So, I mean, I, I sh- sure. I, I think though, this is more of like a Jamie Lee issue and less yeah. of a, the idea of nepotism or nepo yeah. babies in Hollywood. So yeah, I, I think she wait. just needs to have a therapy session oh, and she'll be fine. I can't- I can't wait for us to go through some of the other Nepo Baby responses that have come out over the past couple of weeks because some of them are real doozies. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But I I had a great time today, Alina. I love these topics, and I I can't wait for our Wednesday episode to drop. 
Same. And I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays season. And hopefully it feels like more holiday seasoning for y'all, more so than for us. (laughs) I'm going to go to the mall again and just stare at the, at the light. Just stare at the light. Get me out of the suburbs. Um, Yeah. Well, on that note, we hope everyone has a great week and we'll see you on Wednesday. See you Wednesday. Bye. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later.